Hey folks, welcome back to the water cooler. Make sure to follow us on our social medias and everything, and Levi, let's get into it. What's up, what's up, baby? How you doing tonight? So first off, we didn't do this last week, but I got a performance of the day for you. Okay. So we're looking back, Mike Tyson versus Buster Douglas. Almost over 40 to 1 odds. The perfect underdog story in sports. I would say, yeah, probably the best underdog story in all of sports. Nobody thought Buster could do it. Mike Tyson definitely didn't think Buster could do it. But somehow, some way, he pulled it off. Knocked out Mike Tyson. Damn. I heard that. You know what's crazy about that performance of the day you just think? What? Hey, you know me, I love me some boxing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, I'm right there with you. I love any type of combat sports, and speaking of, we got to talk WrestleMania. So last week, (coughs) we finished up, and I made a prediction about the main event of WrestleMania that unfortunately did not come true. For those of you who didn't pick up what I was laying down, or for a pun, smell what I was cooking, I was predicting that The Rock would come back last week and interrupt Roman Reigns after the main event, but unfortunately, that didn't happen. It's a surprise! It's a surprise! <laughs> well, we can't be right all the time, but... Not every time, but dude, yeah, WrestleMania was, uh, like, I'm not going to lie, dude, I love the two-night event. Like, I don't know why they haven't done that, like... Dude, in my opinion, the match of the night for the second night, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah. We man getting just straight drop kicked into the wall, and the next thing you know, Johnny Knoxville's coming up with a pair of them. Travis can't top, banging him on the side of the head, and one, two, three at that point. Dude, a wee man body slamming Sami Zayn. It's yeah, like, it's like a modern age Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. Dude. Yeah, that was a great WrestleMania event. When like, they brought out the, the nut buster on Sami Zayn, oh, yeah. dude, I was hurting from my secondhand pain with that one. I heard that. And dude, dude. He, he rolled that bowling ball right between his legs. That was... cracked me up whenever Johnny Knoxville went to set the trap and it's like kind of took a second for it to hit and once it hit, it was just yeah. nut busted and everything beyond the measure. Then when Steve Austin came out and gave Vince McMahon the worst stunner of all time. Oh my it was completely, Vince fell way too early, but it was, Stone Cold was laughing when he got back up because he knew how bad it looked, but anytime Stone Cold stuns Vince, good or bad, you gotta, you gotta we, love it. We, we do have another thing to talk about, we didn't talk about it on the uh, first podcast we dropped last week about WrestleMania, but now that we have to recap it, let's talk about how great of a move it was for Mr. Pat McAfee himself to go from being an NFL punter, kicker, whatever, all that he was, and turns himself to the one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Dude, Pat McAfee, low-key. Dude, I'm saying. Dude, okay, so for those of you who don't know, he wrestled this guy named Austin Theory, who's actually from Atlanta, so shout out to the A. But they had a really good match. 
And Pat McAfee held his own. He did a vertical jump up on the top rope like nothing right. I've ever seen before. Dude, come on. That, I mean, that was just... That's perfection of entertainment. At the end of the day, yeah, you can say this and that about Pat McAfee. He hasn't done... He hasn't played football in a while or he hasn't done many things that shows that his athleticism needs to be shown, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he comes out there with that box jump on the top rope and was, hey, I'll show y'all straight up. Like, I ain't lost nothing. He might, in my opinion, may go down as one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Oh, definitely. When he got stunned okay. by Stone Cold after the match oh, yeah. and was still was drinking beautiful. the beer as he was just laying on the ground, that was funny. That was beautiful. So what do, you, what do you think about the main event, Brock versus Roman? I mean, it was a fair fight. I mean, at the end of the day, I could have pictured Brock Lesnar the two times. Like, I mean, uh, two you know, belt you know, trucker, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Two belt trucker, motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. that guy. I could have seen Brock Lesnar being the face, but I feel like his face is like, it's already been shown way too much at the WWE world. It's like time for someone else. Yeah. I feel like Roman Reigns, he really did. He, he fought his way through that battle, and he deserved it. I'm not going to lie to you, he did. Uh-huh. I, I'm glad it turned out the way it did. I did have Brock Lesnar win it. I don't go back on my word, but shout out to Roman Reigns. That was a hell of a battle. Yeah, at least I got that much right. Well, on to the yeah. NBA, and speaking of battles, unfortunately, oh. the Lakers will not be battling in the play-in tournament. Oh, yeah. The only battle they have is to pick up some free agents that aren't 33 and older. And a head That's coach. Their battle. Yeah, right. Oh, I forgot. Frank Vogel's going to be Yeah, no. I, honestly, and I've seen people talking about Mark Jackson or Mike Brown. It doesn't really matter who you hire. If you have the same roster, you're going to get the same result, in my opinion. Exactly. Like, Frank, no, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Frank Vogel didn't obviously put out the best lineups at the best times here and there. He may have missed a couple steps on that one, but at the end of the day, just like, He's not playing. It's Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, who, I mean, come on, he's played, <laughs> what, 38, 39 games this season? It's like, AD's I don't are, get it. Yeah, AD, the way he gets injured all the time, I really don't know how much he can contribute going forward. And honestly, if I'm the Lakers, I'd look at moving him. You have to, to an extent, but at the same time, like, watch you move him and then he just, Somehow, some way, gets that healthy season. He's putting up thirty and twenty every night. Like, but see, that's the, the thing, though. What would you do? He's what, what he's like. Do? How he's like twenty nine, thirty right now, something yeah. like that. This is supposed to be his physical prime. He's only gonna go down from here. Very true. Like I've the never money seen. That would, never the money that he would make you, it would be actually insane. Like the money he would make, but for the Lakers, that's honestly. Like, one of the moves they need to think about anticipating, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially because, and this is just me, but I don't see LeBron re-signing with him when he's a free agent next summer. You don't see LeBron going back? No. What's he got to gain there? Where's he going to go? Miami? Hell, D-Wade's been done since... He was talking on the shop about going to Golden State. You know how LeBron is. He'll see who's got the... Dude. Who's not so... I'm not. I'm not saying he'll go to Golden State. Well, you know, I'm just saying. You know how LeBron operates. He'll sit back next summer, and he'll look at what team is missing a piece 
Cause he can't go to the he can't pull a KD. He's too smart to do that. But he'll go to a team like the Suns or like some team. I was team. just about to say that. I was literally just about to say like, bro, what if he was like, you know what? F everybody. I'm gonna go play with my boy CP3 and get him a ring real quick and Devin Booker too. Why not? Like, yeah. I was just thinking that. But like, they would have to give up so much. I mean, it worked out much. for Toronto. Sometimes you gotta sacrifice for a ring. Yeah, that's very true. And then I mean. Like, Bronny's coming to the league in two years. He already said yeah. he wants to play with Bronny. You, you almost have to go somewhere that has a supporting cast that's going to, like, be able to take on your hard leadership, hard criticism here and there, this and that. But, like, at the same time, you're an old man now. Like, you got to be supported. Like, granted, he just he did put up 30 and 12 this season. There's no support cast with him. But, like, well, that's how he was he, able to put up 30. Yeah, and that, because he, he had to. That's what I'm yeah, that's what I'm saying, because he had nobody. Imagine he goes somewhere with somebody who can put up another 20 points, another, like a Kyrie almost to an extent, you know what I'm saying? They could try that one again. <laughs> yeah, wow. Imagine LeBron goes in the Nets and Katie's stuck in LA. Wow. Wow. No, do you think LeBron would be able to line up and play with Bronny? Because he said that's what he wants to do. I mean, I don't see LeBron leaving the league, but. I don't know. He may. Well, I can take a year off after missing the playoffs and then come right back as a free agent to whatever team Bronny gets drafted to or some stuff. Like, that would just be. That'd be an insane move. I mean, honestly, it wouldn't be a bad one. He's old. He's got miles on the tank. He could use a year to rest up. Yeah, but, dude, you're so close to passing Kareem. Like, why would you not play these next two seasons and just. Get what you think you deserve and then walk out with your head up high. He needs to walk out at least in the next four years unless he wants to be a shell of himself. Yeah. Uh, it's just crazy, like, I, it's weird how the bubble and all that crap works. Like, it just didn't make sense to an extent of how, you know, everybody gets put in one little place. Certain people have certain things given to them and all this stuff, COVID regulations and all that stuff happened, like, I don't know. It was just weird how LeBron was, he wasn't even really doing that that good to an extent. You know, he had AD support and he had a lot of support cap when he won that championship. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show like when he has nothing, obviously he's going to give everything he has. He, he'll go out there and he'll put up 30 points if he has mm-hmm. to, put up get 10, 12 rebounds a game. But like, I don't know, at the same time, if he has no supporting cap, he's not going to be able to play with Bronny. I mean, yeah, when it comes oh. to him and Bronny, He's got to pick between, does he want to play with the sun, or does he want to play competitive basketball? Because exactly. Bronny's going to get picked up by some bottom feeder. Watch, watch fucking Bronny come to Atlanta and, damn, next thing you know, Trey Young, LeBron, Bronny are running Atlanta. Dude, we, mean, need, we need to take for Bronny starting dude, now. Dude, let's get the water cooler. Let's, let's start going to Bronny right here. Let's pick up. Nah, well, I hope Bronny's more loyal than his dad is if Atlanta yeah, does pick no, him up. <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. And speaking of Atlanta teams, I know we got to talk about basketball this now. Speaking mm-hmm. of Atlanta teams, shout out to them Atlanta Braves, baby. Yeah, got their championship rings last night. Yeah, Had a good ceremony. 2-1 ceremony. series against the Reds. It's a pretty good start. Oh, yeah, the Sunday game, it, it, I haven't even, I'm not even going to 
happy to check out the Sunday game. Uh, I'm actually going down the road as we record this podcast. But I'm gonna pull it up I'm real quick, see how game. we did. Let's see. Okay, never mind. They got whooped today. Not Damn. a not a good game, guys. All right. Take hey, back my hey, previous hey. statement. Mild the, start to the season. Fourth game of the season. It's okay. Fourth game of the season. Okay. But I will talk about MLB for a little bit as we're talking about it. I cannot wait until Ronald Acuna comes back. Like it is going to be game changer when he comes back. I, the Atlanta Braves having Alex Dickerson as their designated hitter, and then putting Marcelo Zuna, who throws 77 from left field. And the, like, it just doesn't make sense what Atlanta's doing right now. They're trying to play with lineups that just shit don't work. It, it, you know what I'm saying? It does not yeah. work with what they got going on. Granted, they scored two runs in the first inning last night when we went, and next thing you know, that's not another run was scored, and it was just like, yeah. boy, this is... This is the best start we got going on, but hey, that's just the fourth game of the season. I feel like there's going to be a lot of love, like a lot in our tank when it comes to the end of the season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean, I don't think baseball games should be that high scoring. <laughs> right? Yeah. To me, the perfect baseball score is like four to three or something like that. Yeah. Right, there was a point I last did, season where there was I a will, lot of games. I like, will say, I will say, I will say. I know you're talking about that, but I will say this. We did have a listener on the podcast who said that you saying that Babe Ruth is the greatest of all time. I don't think he's the greatest of all time. I said he's a better home run hitter than Hank Aaron. Okay, then one of our listeners got it messed up. Shout out Tate right there. Tate Smith said that you you said Babe Ruth was the greatest of all time and all this stuff. No, you know I've got Ty Cobb as my goat. That's what Tate said. He said, "Dan, you can't be talking about 1920s baseball now." (laughs) Hey. Ty Cobb's where it's at. Let me know when Mike Trout hits 426. That's right. You're anywhere near there. You are right. You are right. But, hey, I will give it to him. At the end of the day, there's a lot of baseball that's been played in a lot of years, but there's only a few players that are actually really legit. And I will think really, really legit. And Mike Trout, I will say, Mike Trout is one of those guys. He oh. is as legit as they come as a baseball player through and through. Mike Trout is legit. Oh, I'm sure he's a great player, but he ain't Ty Cobb. I, I know if Blake King is oh, listening to this, he's going to probably break whatever device he's listening on. But if you want to say you can't compare, because Ty Cobb played in the dead ball era, so if you want to start as like 1920 to now to compare players, I still I would take, to me... And you can talk about there are more pitches now and this and that. And At the end of the day, hitting a baseball is hitting a baseball. If you can hit a baseball in 1940, you can hit a baseball now. You might need to do, take some extra BP to figure out sinkers and sliders and all that stuff. But. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like, and I, and this, I will say that this goes back to our last podcast episode that we had. When I was saying LeBron and all his generational stuff, this is another thing about baseball. Is baseball is very generational. You know what I'm saying? Like you have your dead ball era, and then you have the Black Sox or the, or the white. You have the Black Sox and the whole cheating scandal, all that stuff. And then next thing you know, you have the steroid era, and then you have today's game, which is just Rob Manfred's turned it into a joke, and I hate that. But baseball is a very generational sport, which like it's crazy to think that goats. 
Well, personally, I don't count the steroid era players when I'm making oh, the goat dude, list. Dude, the steroid era brought back baseball. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I'm not saying it wasn't good for business, but I'm saying if you cheat, you can't be the goat or in the top That's ten. That's very true. And, and I still don't consider Barry Bonds the greatest of all time. I'm not going to lie. I don't. I don't. Or not the greatest of all time, but the... Home run king. My fault, my fault. Yeah, that, I, don't, I don't see him. I, I can't accept that. Well, of course, okay, so... I'm not biased as a hate-garen Atlanta fan. This no, that's not it at all. I just feel as if, like, even Mark McGuire and all them, I don't think necessarily if you use PED at that time and you go to court and you get caught for it, yeah, you don't deserve anything that you were given because simply you, you cheated. Well, Barry you know, Bonds never got caught in court. But no, I, I get, mean, you, I get your now. point. It's obvious. But come on now. Come on. Also, though, to your point about Hank Aaron... According to the MLB's official policy, I don't know if they've changed the rules or not, or if they've like changed the record book, but I think a year or two ago, they announced they would consider Negro League stats as the, uh, they would take those stats that the players got before they could play in the MLB and count them towards their MLB stats. If that's the case, then Hank Aaron is once again the home run king. Because based yeah. on his totals in that league, it would yeah. he got yeah. nine home runs or something in his career over there, so that would put him one over Barry Bonds. So, if the MLB is being true to their word, Hank Aaron's the home run king again. I mean, Hank Aaron's your home run king of all time. I just feel as if I mean, you know what I'm saying? PED mm-hmm. era, it brought back baseball, and. That's when the media got excited. You know what I'm saying? When when the media can make a problem out of anything, hey, we're gonna we're gonna bring back the the fact that some of these baseball players are getting caught using steroids. Let's make it a big time thing. And the next thing you know, mm-hmm. damn, MLB's back, baby. And it, I, don't I know, mean, even back thing. even back in the '60s, all the players are using amphetamines to hit better. Well, I mean, that's the thing. That's the '60s. I mean, what wasn't being taken then? You know what that's, I mean? That's that's true. We already had a performance of the day from Doc Ellis, so you've heard about that, yeah, haven't you? I have, and it's, that's a wild that's a wild <coughs> story to begin with. But no, people have been cheating since, especially baseball. Baseball is the yeah. one sport where it's kind of like Eddie Guerrero. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Like baseball, low key encourages cheating to a certain extent. Cause, I mean, and that's what makes it so exciting, though, because you have a, a little bitty ball coming in at 90 mile an hour, and you're trying to pop your swing out to where you're putting that thing that's going to field. Also, like, you want to talk about somebody like, if you want to say like a Ted Williams couldn't hit the pitches today, I want to see how oh, Mike Trout would do against a spitball or a tobacco ball or having the ball thrown at his head on purpose. Well, yeah, Tony Gwynn can hit in any generation. Tony, Tony Gwynn is just... The epitome of what you want in a just natural hitter, not just like a home run hitter. Uh, this I don't want crazy bombs. You strike out thirty times. No, I I just need me a base hit right here. I don't care what it costs. I'm gonna. Uh, it may take ten pitches. I don't care. I'm in there and I'm getting it. I'm getting it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, hitting the baseball Tony, I think translates. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, Tony Gwynn in this era would. It would be a little bit more. Uh, 
I'm not gonna say it would be a little bit more difficult. You mean Ted Williams? No, I'm talking about Tony Gwynn Jr. or Tony Gwynn Sr. Oh. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm talking about Tony Gwynn right now. Like he, by far, is just one of the most phenomenal baseball hitters of all time. Not home runs, not extravagant, not being crazy with it. Just simple base hits. Just being able to put the ball where the fielders aren't. You know, the shift got put on when he. He didn't really, he didn't care. You know what I'm saying? They could yeah. be all in right field hugging the line and, hey, let me just take this to left field and shit, I'm going to get a double out of it. Yeah, no. Uh, Wheelie Keeler, he used to be a great baseball player in like the 1910s. Somebody asked him what was the key to him hitting so well. This was his response. He just said, hit it where they ain't. And exactly. That, you know su- that sums up baseball in a nutshell. <laughs> That's all you gotta do is if they're sitting, if they're hugging one line, you take it to the other side. And I wish baseball would go back to, dude. It's not about hitting five hundred foot home runs. It's not about, hey, dude. Be, be, don't. No, I'm not talking bring the bunt back. Don't, not all that crap. I'm just saying, be more aware of a base hit being a lot better than just taking three three strikeouts a game and hitting one home run. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. And from a purist standpoint. That's how I would like to see the game. But, like Ralph Kiner once said, singles hitters drive Fords, home run hitters drive Cadillacs. So, That's also very true. And if you drive a Ford, then I, I hate it for you, buddy. I mean, the home run, that's where the money's at. And the players, as we saw from the lockout, they're chasing the bag. So, they're going to keep trying to hit those home runs. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying don't try to hit the home run. I'm just saying, I mean, dude, if you got a man on second, two outs, it's a 2 nothing game, you know, it's bottom of the seventh, get that entrance run, hit that base hit, get that, get that little... Well, yeah, and that's why I like Ty Cobb so much. He could score on, like, a he like was the king of drag bunting, and that's just not something you see hardly ever today. Well, that, that, that's different. I'm just saying, like, he could, if you're on first base, he could get an RBI just off a drag bunt, just based on his baseball IQ. And, like, stuff like that, it's just insane to hear the stories about that guy. Yeah. But, well, we're talking about cheating a while back, and we talked about Tom Brady last week. I want to get your thoughts on this. How do you think Spygate and Deflategate will impact Tom Brady's legacy when all is said and done? If he gets a championship this year, I think nobody will even bring that up. But even if he doesn't get the championship, like... I think Tom Brady's past the point where one ring makes the a water, difference. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that stuff's been over with for a long time. Like, not a long time. I know it just happened, but it, that stuff's been over with. Like, nobody even thinks about that I anymore. Mean, Deflategate was eight years ago. It's been a minute. Yeah, you know Isn't saying, that like, crazy to think it's already been eight years since Deflategate? Yeah, I mean... Now that you put it in perspective, it just lets you know how fast time's rolling. Spygate, was, that was 2007. So that was 13, 14 years ago, something like that. <coughs> That's wild to think about, though, how fast that stuff is going by. And all these, like, sports memories, like, our, our era that we talk about now and all the stuff that's happening, like, 20 years later, we'll be talking about it like we're talking about Barry Bonds and, like, the steroid era and all that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm sure, well, I'm sure the young kids today already do. Like, imagine how kids, like, say you're, like, an 8-year-old right now, 
talking about like a Tim Duncan or a Dwayne Wade. Like to them, they're dinosaurs. That'd be like us talking about Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley. Yeah, and that's very true. And like, like if you think about it, the guys that we see on TV now, like Charles Barkley, Shaq, Kenny the Jet Smith, and all them. Sooner or later, it'll be players that we're watching now talking about on this podcast. They'll be in that position, and it's just like, wow. You think like Giannis Antetokounmpo? You're pretty much guaranteed two certain jobs once you're done. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get done, you get done with playing a professional sport. Boom! Hey, you want to come talk about what you just did and like what they're doing now and like all that kind of stuff? It's just wow. Yeah, I know for sure. And but you let's know, talk about something else real quick, and and it's it's one of the biggest weekends in sports, and like we're gonna talk about it for one second, and it is the Masters, baby. Hey, you got it. I know nothing about it, so let's talk about it real quick. Shout out to uh, Mr. Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, he shot twelve under. Oh well, no, actually ten under. He three putted the last hole, but anyway, he he won by three shots. Shout out Roy McIlroy being second. You know, like, but the Masters weekend, it's a huge topic to talk about, and. I know you don't know much about golf, this and that, but hey, to the people who are listening, shout out Scotty Scheffler. I mean, all those, like, it was a huge weekend. Tiger made his comeback. Tiger did, Tiger did Tiger, you know, I mean, hurt leg, all this. You can only do so much, but it was a huge weekend in the golf world. Yeah, no, I was surprised to see Tiger still playing. Yeah. But. It's, it's crazy to think about, but Scotty Scheffler, he's won four out of his last six tournaments. And he's one after taxes, if you think about it, he's won about $35 to $30 million in six golf tournaments. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> think about that. Yeah, just, that, that'd be nice. What net? What net? Yep. Well, it was good talking to you, man. You got anything else to say before we wrap this one up? Oh, uh, no, brother. I'm just saying, glad to get to see one more. Thanks for, thanks for everybody talking to us, listening to us, everything. Thank you for talking to me tonight, Garrett. It's great talking to you. You know, let's uh, mm-hmm. let's catch back up next Sunday. Yeah. Whether we're person or over the phone, we're going to get nasty with it no matter what. Yeah, no problem. We'll see you all next week. See you, brother.